Hey, it's Ralph here. Q1 is now closing and it probably didn't go as well as you had hoped, but I'm sure your agency is probably telling you that they crushed it. But in reality, it crushed you. If your agency isn't on the same page as you are, if there's something wrong, but you can't quite put your finger on what that thing is, go on over to tier11.com forward slash apply. It will set you up on a call to show you a better way to look at your business, not just metrics that make us agencies look good, but something that actually moves the needle and makes you more money, acquires more new customers, and ultimately achieves your vision. Head on over to tier11.com forward slash apply today. Hello and welcome to the Perpetual Traffic Podcast. This is your host, Ralph Burns, and this is the show where we share cutting edge strategies on acquiring leads and sales to acquire more customers for your business through traffic. And on this episode, pretty excited about this. This is going to be a new series we're going to be doing, uh, not maybe every week, but let us know if you like it or not. We're basically taking the best nuggets that we can possibly find in the archives of perpetual traffic. The nuggets that are the things that you can immediately implement. You listen, you go do it, and all of a sudden, your list starts growing, your cost per lead drops, your cost per acquisition drops, you get more customers, you grow your business. And these nuggets are from some of the smartest people in the digital marketing space, and maybe even a few from myself and my co-host, Kasim. But these are called Nugget Episodes. So we're going to be doing these on a regular basis, and I uh, hope you enjoy them. They're just bite-sized pieces of little things that you can use today and uh, help you scale and grow. So without further ado, let's get into the episode. You're listening to Perpetual Traffic. Well, there is no question that when it comes to influence and persuasion in digital marketing, no one, and I mean no one, commands more respect than Dr. Robert Cialdini. If you have never read his books, Influence and Persuasion, I swear you are missing so much in your digital marketing, not only as an influencer and an advertiser, but as just a great marketer. And that's why I'm so excited to invite you to a free webinar where he'll be sharing his latest insights on new e-commerce strategies. Now, alongside Dr. Cialdini, you'll learn from Bass Wouters and the authors of Reputation King, my buddy Scott Branley and DJ Sprague. Attendees will absolutely be able to understand exactly how to gain a competitive edge in the marketplace by leveraging online reputation management. Now, that's something that we haven't talked about here on this show all that much. And it's more reason for you to register for the webinar here, which is completely free over at reputationking.com forward slash PT. So join us on April 18th from 12 noon to 2 p.m. Eastern. That's 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Pacific for you West Coasters by registering at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Once again, that's reputationking.com forward slash PT. Cialdini has been a huge influence on me, and I can't wait to see how his new e-commerce strategies resonate with you and how they affect your business in a positive way using reputation management. Make sure that you register for the April 18th free webinar at reputationking.com forward slash PT. Yeah, and I would just to add on to that, I think one of the outcomes of this episode here is going to be good news for a lot of people who are probably doing too much work 
on their current Facebook ad campaigns. I think we're all guilty of it. We think that because the element of advertising that we can control is our own actions. We can't really control what Facebook does in the auction, in the algorithm itself. I think there's a tendency to actually complicate things by doing too much. On episode 71, we go into the Michigan method, which is a strategy for scaling ad campaigns. And it's really, it's a good starting point for a lot of sort of mid-level advertisers. Might not be the best way to start things when you're first starting out, but once you actually do do your testing and the Michigan method, if it's done correctly, actually can produce the outputs that you can then use in larger scale campaigns and let the algorithm really do the work. Now, you know, there are updates going on constantly in the algorithm. I think Andrew can get into this even more is that the thing about the, the algorithm is like a software update. Like, you know, when you, you, you boot up your laptop, it says, you know, Microsoft is now updated. Would you like to update now or app updates? Like constantly the algorithm is updating, not necessarily changing per se, but I do think because the newsfeed is so crowded right now and the many, many people are bidding for a place in the auction, a seat at the auction, then Facebook is trying to maintain the user experience to not alienate its customer base, but also balance that with the best advertisers to enhance the user experience experience. So I think the the algorithm, the machine learning is constantly updating, not necessarily changing per se, but you've got to update your strategy alongside of it. Hendra had a great metaphor. What were you saying again? So what I was talking about earlier was a golf analogy. If you're a golfer or you've, you've been around driving range before, you've probably seen this guy at the range or at the golf course who is swinging the club so hard, like literally sweating and like putting every ounce of energy he has into trying to hit the golf ball. Well, if you watch the guys on TV, like if you've ever seen Ernie Els play golf, you'll see that he looks like he's barely swinging, but he can hit the ball, you know, 300, 350 yards. Whereas the guy at the range is usually the one who's also like topping the ball uh, 20 yards or, you know, chunking it. You know, he's barely making contact. So in golf, a big saying is let the club do the work. Right. And that's what the PGA tour players do. That's what the best golfers in the world do is that, Titleist or whoever made that club has made it to hit the ball far. And you don't have to do that much at the end of the day to make it go far and to go straight. So the same thing is kind of true for Facebook in that the ad auction uh, technology is built to find the highest value people for you. Sometimes it's better. And like Ralph was alluding to earlier, like, you know, we can start off by testing and trying to manually find these right audiences, the right placements, the right creative. That's all good. And then uh, when we're trying to scale, sometimes it's better to just like let Facebook loose, let them do the work, let the technology do the work for you and kind of be a little more hands off because through their data science and through the machine learning, they're going to be able to identify, you know, looking at hundreds and hundreds of thousands of variables who out of that huge, big audience they should be going after much better than we ever could doing it manually. When you set up an ad campaign or when you launch a campaign and you're trying to to get your impressions, to get your reach and get your ad in front of people. The way that Facebook actually determines who gets the ad in front of what person is through an auction system, right? I mean, it is pretty much like what it sounds in that you have a bunch of different advertisers kind of bidding for the same real estate. So if you've been to an auction before, you know, everyone has a different idea of what the value is for the item that's up for grabs. And so, what Facebook is trying to do is use its algorithm and what you're bidding, right? So what you're saying, I'm willing to pay X amount of dollars for Keith to see my ad in his newsfeed. They're trying to balance all that to figure out who should get that real estate. 
that ad real estate in the newsfeed. And the problem is it's not like a typical auction that we're going to go to where the highest bidder always wins, right? It's the guy that actually that can bid, but also can talk to the auctioneer in a cool way compared to, to the guy next to him that might come across as a sleazy sales guy. So there's a lot more to this auction than just bidding. Most of you guys know this, but we're going to get into some, I think, specifics that should be really helpful. There's a balance here. So where this deviates from a traditional auction where it is literally highest bidder wins. If you've ever wondered, like, uh, if, you, if you're new to Facebook ads and you've been like, how could, you know, we have companies like Walmart, huge companies that you're competing with. And it's kind of amazing that you as someone maybe from your home office can log on, create an ad account and literally be quote unquote outbidding them for placements in a matter of minutes. It's like, well, how does that happen? Because you know, they have million dollar ad budgets, but I'm budgeting $10 a day. Well, part of the reason is that the things that are considered in this auction system are not just about the bid. It's about Facebook wants to balance your objective with its own objectives, which include not spamming everyone to death with you know salesy, hardcore ads. They want to increase engagement and time on the platform. So they do that through their auction formula. There's actually kind of four things that really matter in the auction, three of which you can control directly pretty much. So the, the four things that actually come into play in the auction are your bid, so how much you're willing to pay. Now, in an ads manager, that's usually set to automatic, let Facebook bid for you, or manual, and we'll come back to that later. The next component, so component number two, is the probability of action. This is, what's the probability that if Facebook shows this ad to, to Keith, that he's going to end up converting, right? So he's going to end up purchasing or whatever it is that you're bidding for. What's the probability of that happening? And we won't talk too much about that in this episode because we talked about it in the last episode 108 about the algorithm. This is where the algorithm comes into play. So just know that Facebook computes a probability of you doing something based on the historical ad set performance. Like bounce rate, opt-in rate, those types of things, right? Like use a real world example real quick on that specific thing, just without going deep. So an example of probability of action would be, let's say I'm running an ad set with the objective being a lead, right? So I want to get someone to opt into my email list. Well, if you're running an ad where they click from the, the ad and they go to a, a squeeze page, like a landing page, and all they can do there is opt in, right? So we have a simple two-step process here. You click, and then on the landing page, you either convert and, and you opt in or you don't, right? So that the conversion rates there are what's going to dictate how Facebook would, would expect other people to react to that same experience, right? So if you get a 10% click-through rate on that ad, and then a 50% opt-in rate on that landing page, like obviously you're doing really well, that's a 5% conversion rate. So Facebook's going to use that data and compare it against other people in the auction to say, okay, well, 5% of the people that we show this ad to are going to take this action that Andrew's bidding you know, $50 for or whatever, right? So that's how those two things come into play together is it's not just about what you're bidding, but it's about what's the probability that somebody's going to take action so first was bid then probability of action and the last thing is relevance right and this is kind of the dark horse i think or like the forgotten component you see a lot of people saying well relevance doesn't matter or it's not that big of a deal but it really is the most important thing to remember is that this is where facebook's prerogative comes into play is that the relevance is kind of dictated by engagement so they want people to comment react 
whether that reaction is actually positive or negative in terms of like, you know, when you click like or you do a, an angry response or whatever, that's all relevant. So that's, that's engagement. You know, what they don't want is people complaining and saying like, don't show me this ad or uh, report this ad is inappropriate. But any reaction is, is good, really. The comments, the reactions, the shares, all that good stuff. So that's the three components, the bid, the probability of someone taking action and the relevance. I want to touch on a very important philosophical, holistic view of how the algorithm works. And not only how the algorithm works, but how people in general work. Remember, these audiences are human beings. So you want to always think about when you're writing your ad copy, when you're thinking about what to put in front of them, how would you talk to that person in a real social environment? Also, you get rewarded when you have engaging messaging, right? We've talked about this lots of times. So the Eddie formula, if you have an ad that has either educates, demonstrates, informs, and or entertains, you'll get rewarded for that by the algorithm. And you'll get more impressions, cheaper clicks, cheaper views, and hopefully lower conversion costs. So there's one way to look at it. Let's say that you're going to be going out and launching a campaign this week. How can you create content that people will resonate with, you'll get high positive feedback with maybe a Facebook Live that has a call to action to it and get rewarded by that algorithm. They're like, whoa, people like this. I'm going to put this message in front of more people for a lower cost. But the other thing is, if I'm getting ready to launch a campaign this week, people might not realize this, but Facebook is looking at your brand as a whole your Facebook page. If any of you guys are remember the SEO days, the search engine optimization days where domain authority was a big deal, right? Everybody downloaded these mm-hmm. Firefox plugins and stuff like that where you could go and look at your URL <laughs> domain authority. Remember that? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's still important, but how important it is, I don't know. But the point is, is that your page has an authority score inside Facebook in their algorithm, okay? We don't have proof exactly how this works, but we have tested cases. I do know for a fact that if you have a page that's engaging, so for example, let's say you did three Facebook Lives last week, and then you go get ready to launch a a campaign this week, focus on selling a product or getting webinar registrations. Your campaigns might generate conversion costs at $5. But let's say that, Last week, you know, you did three Facebook Lives a week the last five weeks straight. And then you took one week off and didn't do any Facebook Lives. The next week, you went and launched that same conversion-focused campaign where you were trying to generate webinar registrations. Well, now, instead of costing you $5, it might cost you $9. And that might sound kind of crazy, but I'm telling you, it makes an impact. Facebook, and and not even just Facebook, think about people in general, but, but the algorithm itself, when you are consistently engaging with your audience, whether it's commenting, long copy, Facebook Lives, organically, whether you're boosting those or not, when you run your conversion-focused campaigns, you get rewarded. That's all I'm going to tell you. We were talking about this before we started recording. This podcast has been going for over two and a half years, which is crazy. But at the beginning of Perpetual Traffic, this is kind of what we talked about. The balancing of branding and direct response, right? Giving value first. That is still the name of the game. I was talking to a client earlier this morning about a Facebook Messenger strategy. And first, we talked about the direct response aspect, right? How we were going to use, you know, a certain messenger strategy to 
to generate tripwire sales. But then the other half of the conversation was, what is our communication strategy going to be through Messenger, right? What are we going to send them once or twice a week to continue to engage and build that relationship? You know, what free content can we send? What questions can we ask to get to know them better? I think any marketing campaign that you set up in 2018 or anything you do in your business really has to focus on both sides of this, right? Am I maintaining the relationship with the customer through Facebook Live, through blogging, through content, through, you know, whatever medium or distribution source you want to use? And then balancing that with the more uh, direct response, number of leads generated, number of sales generated. So I, I think it's a hugely important concept. And I think that Facebook, that is where they are going. The relevance score is only going to become more important. And I think people are having a lot of frustrations on Facebook right now. They're not getting impressions. They're not getting the results they want because they just haven't stepped far enough over to this, you know, more branding, more giving first mindset. So I think today the topic is even more important because, you know, you have to do these things to succeed with Facebook ads. And if you're not, you're probably not getting good results. Here's the thing. I'm betting on Mark Zuckerberg and I'm betting on like Jeff Bezos. And the reason why I'm saying this is because Mark Zuckerberg in general runs Facebook with a massively long-term outlook and approach. And their algorithm is the same way. They want people to be on Facebook to hang out there. They don't want to just generate revenue. They're always looking for the long-term strategy. And so we have to do the same thing as marketers. And I'm excited. Over the next few episodes, we're actually going to be going a little bit deeper into some of this stuff and giving you guys some more tactical ways to do this. I mentioned it a little bit on the episode 120. In, in the segment of the predictions episode. I recently did a Facebook Live on the Entrepreneur Magazine page. I can link to it in the show notes. Molly's got a great recent article that she wrote that we can link to in the show notes as well about how to do some of this tactically. And then, we're, like I said, we're going to be going deep into super simple systems, actually, how to, if you're not somebody that can create tons and tons of content and do tons of Facebook Lives, that's okay. We've got solution for you so you can systemize this. And, and we did talk about this at the beginning of this podcast. And I think, you know, one of the reasons why we haven't as much in the last year or so, and, and the reason why for me at least is because people were getting a little bit overwhelmed and they were like, I, I can't do this. It's too much. And so we started focusing more on really creating that really good conversion mechanism. So you have that momentum to keep going. But the problem is, is we have a lot of people, they don't keep going. So all they do is they have the conversion campaigns going and they just want to raise their budget to scale. Yeah, it's very timely. I mean, you've got to be a legitimate business. You can't just be a fly-by-night company that comes on, throws up a Facebook page, and then expects to get impressions and conversions and engagement. You can do that you know, to a certain degree, but to really scale and to really leverage the power of the platform, you have to pay attention to all these things that Facebook wants. Facebook wants you to be doing Facebook Lives. They want you to have engaging content on your page. They want you to be a legitimate business. The newsfeed is full, you know? The inventory in the newsfeed is sold out. So you've got to be an even better marketer to beat out the competition, so to speak, for the top spot in the auction. And there's really, there's, you know, one through three in the auction and you want to be number one, the best ads. And Facebook is looking for any little thing to knock people down and not even make it into the auction, which we'll talk yeah. about here today in just a second. But legitimacy and, you know, keeping brand in mind is paramount. I think it's more important now than it ever has been. 
You've been listening to Perpetual Traffic, 